instead of thinking about this path of awakening as some object. In any moment when the different components, different factors are present, then in a sense this heart is on the path. And then when those factors fall away, disappear, then we've lost the path. So during the Sitta night, we can notice in the most straightforward, most simple way, as the mind becomes interested in the experience of sitting, this body sitting now, the mind's willingness to put down the world of this and that and business left over from the day and instead is willing to be interested, to open to the sensations of sitting, the sensations of breathing, the way it is now here in this body. And to the extent that the mind recognizes that sensations are being known, this is the beginning of right view. And the intention to be close to the experience of the body sitting or the body breathing the kind of caring that allows the attention to be close but not controlling and not averse to the unpleasantness of any of the sensations in the body. All of this is right intention. The intention to let go of what doesn't need to be thought about now the intention to be close to the sensations that are coming and going, to be intimate, to care about the sensations of sitting and sensations of breathing, the intention to be undistracted. This is all the practice of right intention, the second step of the Eightfold Path. persistence of the effort to abandon thinking that's not in support of being present, using the breath or using the sensations of sitting to cultivate a continuous mindful presence. Naturally, skillfully, abandoning what thinking isn't useful, isn't supportive 
of this continuity of mindfulness. And just the opposite, cultivating thoughts and attitudes of mind, qualities of mind that support the interest in the present moment, and more specifically support the interest in the anchor of the body, of the breath in the body. In other words, taking responsibility for the qualities of the mind. And if the qualities aren't helpful, the attitude isn't helpful, then noticing that. Noticing the problematic nature of different mental qualities that might arise from time to time. In the same way, you can notice the skillful qualities, how supportive they are, stabilizing they are, calming they are. This is the work of right effort, right mindfulness, and even the beginnings of right concentration. Taking responsibility as best we can, as skillfully as we can, taking responsibility for the qualities that are coming and going in the mind. Last week, I mentioned that the Buddha considered this path of awakening a path of effort, 
all about learning what is skillful effort in this moment. Be willing to experiment. There are many different intentions that can be brought to bear here in the experience or in the practice. We could bring to mind the quality, the attitude of contentedness and see if it supports the clarity and steadiness of awareness. We could bring to mind the quality of renunciation, the letting go of struggling, the letting go of controlling, of needing things to be different than they are. See if it helps. Bring to mind the quality of kindness, patience, acceptance. also the quality of compassion or forgiveness. These are the, what the Buddha considers right intention or right resolves, right thinking. Notice how supportive they are in this awareness practice. When you find that there's mental stress or mental suffering, it's appropriate to ask, where is or what is the wrong thinking now? Because in a very real sense, there 
cannot be mental stress unless there's wrong thinking, wrong intention. And of course, this could be recognized. If it can be seen, then it can be abandoned. If it's not seen, not so easy to go beyond it.
or we're sitting and we're noticing the different attitudes or intentions that arise in the mind and noticing that it really matters. Some intentions like to want to figure out something that's going on in our life, that's an intention that might arise. And it's very easy, relatively simple to notice how disturbing it is to act out that intention, to want to figure out some problem in our life. As the mind begins to think about it, and then the emotion gets triggered that's related to that problem, and then, then the emotion triggers more thinking about it, more proliferation, and on and on the entangling process unfolds. Things get tighter, perhaps heavier, all flowing out of that intention, this desire to figure something out. But there are more wholesome intentions that might arise. Some I've mentioned already, the intention to care about how it is, to forgive oneself for how it is now. Those are intentions that might arise the intention to be content or to leave things alone, the intention to not need things to be different than they are. The intention for the mind to be steady and calm. the intention to understand the way it is, how it really is here in the mind, in the body, to be close or intimate with the unfolding process of the mind or body. These are what we might call wholesome or right intention. You can notice when the mind is able to align and get established with right intention, you can notice so many of the other path elements showing up as well. And in the same way, when you when the mind aligns with a wrong intention, a lot of our a lot of its Rather, bad friends show up. The complaining mind, the fear-based mind, the wanting to disconnect intention in the mind. Wholesome, 
wholesome intentions attract other wholesome qualities. Unwholesome intentions in the mind coming out of greed or fear, anger, delusion tend to attract other unwholesome qualities. All of this can be observed. So again, for the last couple minutes, see if it's possible to align, for the mind to align with some wholesome intention, intentions, and notice the effect of this aligning with wholesome intentions. Of course, the practice needs to be nimble. Don't go forcing some wholesome intention because it won't happen. 
You have to see what wholesome intentions are available, already there, perhaps in a slightly more subtle or more seed-like form, just waiting for some attention, waiting to be noticed. One of the most powerful intentions is this intention to release grasping or the intention of non-grasping, non-clinging. But again, it's not something that is forced or that we imitate. To whatever degree the mind understands this intention, to whatever degree it's available, then attend to the intention of non-grasping, non-clinging, allowing things to be. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.